It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday through Friday, your team every day. That's what we do here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to watch the show and subscribe to the show on YouTube. If you don't watch the show or subscribe to the show on YouTube, that's okay. You can check it out on all the podcasting platforms, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Stitcher. You can find the Locked On Panthers podcast and all the podcasts, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network on all the podcasting platforms, wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And be sure to follow me on Twitter at Julian Council, where every single Friday, like today, although a little bit delayed, I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions to participate in next week's Friday mailbag. If you did not participate in this week's, either leave me a comment on the YouTube on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday show. I know it would have been a little bit harder to do that this week considering I was sick all week, but either way, you can do it that or, you know, follow me on Twitter and at me at Julian Council or DM me at Julian Council, which is typically what most people do to participate on the weekly Friday mailbag. So let's go ahead and get into it this week as I had some questions early on the week and still was a good week of questions, even though only had like two podcasts out there ready for y'all until uh, I recorded one earlier today on this Friday. But let's go ahead and go back to one from very early on the week from FromGo. And of course, as we know, that's uh, Matt Corral, the Carolina Panthers traded up into the third round to draft him 94th overall last Friday night. And Fromgo asked me, do you think there's a reason that we picked Corral over Howell, whether it's rules, influence, Fitter, or even Maku, to where he can coach him up to starting quarterback levels? And he's like, was there, is it quarterback traits that can be fixed or something else? Okay, well, yeah, when I saw the Panthers were trading up to get a uh, quarterback, because when I saw they're trading up, obviously they're going to take a quarterback with Redder going off the board, same thing Malik Willis, and obviously Kenny Pickett going to the Steelers in the first round on Thursday evening. It was either down to, of course, either Sam Howell or Matt Corral. I was thinking that, hey, maybe it's Sam Howell. There was some weird buzz out there that, hey, he's going to fall into the, he's going to find a way to get into the back half of the first round. As we know, that didn't happen. Willis, who had been mocked as high as number two overall to Detroit, he didn't go in the first round. Same thing with Desmond Ritter. So I thought maybe that might be the guy. They had already taken a local kid, Nikki Aquanu, on Thursday night in the first round. Howell, local product. No issues off the field. Played awesome in 2020. Went out all the NFL talent around him. The last year struggled, but if you really watched it, he carried Carolina all year. His stats were very similar, totally. When you look at the rushing yards with what he put up in 2020, of course, passing stats went down, but they already have mock drafts out for 2023. Josh Downs, who was his leading receiver last year, is supposed to be a first-round pick. We'll see if that happens. Sam Howell is supposed to be a first-round pick, and that's one of the things that can lead to disappointments when we have these way too early mock drafts and then the players don't live up to our expectations. But Downs is a dude, so I think he'll probably end up being a first-round pick as long as he stays healthy this upcoming year. I just think what it was is they liked Matt Corral's traits. They feel like he has a stronger arm. 
They talk about how great of an athlete he is, the leadership that he possesses. Now, Sam Howell's a great leader, more of a quieter guy, but maybe, but apparently corrals a bit more rah rah. And depending on your leadership style, it doesn't really matter as long as guys follow you. And there's not a bad thing anyone in that building in Oxford has to say about him or Sam Howell. I just think they preferred Matt Corral, and they felt like Matt Corral there in the third round made more sense to them. And you kind of look at it too if they wanted a quarterback, and especially they're going to get a guy who might not be the answer day one. They could have sat back and waited and got Sam Howell, as Washington did there in the fifth round. So that's, I just think they they liked him more. They liked his traits. They liked his – they're basically the same height. They pretty much had the same stats last year. You got to really ask them. They just preferred Matt Corral over Sam Howell. I was disappointed, but, hey, they got my guy Davis Cheek now, Elon alum, so whatever. I'm good with that. Um, now we're just move on to another YouTube commenter. And let's do this moving forward. I can read your uh, your name on YouTube, but can you, like, leave your actual name? at the end of your comment, because SR34L, it's a little weird to say out loud on the podcast. Either way, thanks for the comment, but leave your name moving forward if you're going to do that on YouTube. And same thing goes with people on Twitter. If you have your Twitter handle and it's not your real name, just tell me what your real name is so I could do that. Um, he asked me, do you think Matt Corral starts week one? Uh, I pretty much answered this like early on in the week. No. And maybe you guys don't like what I'm about to say here, but I really feel like Matt Corral's a non-threat to Sam Howell. This was a really good point that was brought up by Albert Breer the other day. You look at all these quarterbacks that got drafted. Malik Willis, Desmond Ritter, um, Matt Corral, obviously Sam Howell, and then what, Bailey Zappi. And then who is the other one that we talk about? Kenny Pickett. All those guys, like Pickett's a first rounder. The guy he's going to go in and compete against, Mitch Trubisky, went second overall. So just based off of how the league viewed both of those guys coming out, Trubisky's more talented. You're looking at it here in Carolina. Sam How- Sam uh, Darnold, excuse me, third overall. Matt Corral, 94th overall third round. Desmond Ritter, Marcus Mariota. Mariota went second overall to Tennessee. Like these guys flamed out. It's just interesting. All these guys that got drafted and now teams are talking about they're going to be the future, like Malik Willis. Like Ryan Tannehill is the first round pick, y'all. And considering that he's first round pick, he's actually had a decent career. And yeah, there was a big snafu this past week of, oh, he didn't, he says, it's not my job to mentor the dude. And it's a whole big conversation. I guess we're that bored three days after the draft that we're going to spend a 24 hour news cycle talking about whether Ryan Tannehill said the right thing or not. It's like, who really freaking cares? But uh, dude, Matt Corral's not more talented than Sam Darnold. It's just that, it's just that, it's just a fact. So I don't think he's a, he's a non-threat to me this year when it comes to Sam Darnold. Like, seriously, let Darnold play out the rest of the year. And there is a scenario where the best thing for the Panthers is that Sam Darnold plays his ass off and looks like the talent that he supposedly is and what the league thought he was coming out in 2018. And he's their starting quarterback moving forward. And hey, so what? Maybe Matt Carl used to be your backup and maybe you can get something out of him down the road. But I don't think he's going to start week one unless Darnold gets injured. I don't think he's going to start week one. And even then, I don't think they want to start in week one. All right, Ted. And y'all are still on this Cam Newton stuff. I mean, come on, man. I love Cam, but can we not? Uh, he said, do you think there's any reason to sign Cam to the roster, even at the veteran minimum? I love the guy, but it doesn't. It just doesn't seem like it's in the cards anymore. Yeah, it's clearly not in the cards. They have four quarterbacks. Of course, they already have, they have uh, Darnold. It's too many Sams. They have Sam Darnold, P.J. Walker, Matt Corral, Davis Cheek. Cheek, probably not going to make the roster. If you can get a practice squad guy, that'd be great for him, especially being a local kid. 
Corral is going to make the roster. I'd imagine PJ Walker, depending on where Corral is and his development, once we get to September, he'll be on the roster, depending, of course, on Corral. And then Sam Darnold will start week one. Like, where is there room for Cam Newton? Like, what is Cam going to come in here and do? Like, y'all want Sam, you want Cam to come in here and mentor Matt Corral? Like, he, Cam, and there was a video that came out when they drafted Will Greer, how Cam, his jobs make everybody on the team better. And yeah, he will absolutely help Will, will Greer, which is great. And that's the guy, that's who Cam's always been. Although the national media and other people like want to act like that's not who he is. That's all. That's who Cam has always been, his old persona, and who he is as a person. But what, what is Cam going to go in here and do? Like, y'all, I keep saying this. You have to want more for this dude than to come back to Carolina and to sit here and to be the mentor of the franchise that he basically made relevant to a guy who went in the third round out of Ole Miss? Not even a Heisman Trophy winner. didn't win a national championship. You want Cam to be his mentor? No, man. Like, that's so disrespectful, like, what he did here to, like, still, like, want him to come back for the vet minimum? No. Like, I can't curse on this podcast, but I really want it to be like, F that. Because, like, that's, that's, and no, no disrespect, seriously, Ted. Like, I understand. Like, you love Cam. Clearly, you want him back here. I'm just, like, so sick of just bringing this up. Because what are we asking him to do? Other than just, like, sit back here and be in. You want the same thing? You want week 18 sitting there in Tampa? You want that Cam? Gimmick Cam? That's what you want? Come on, guys. Want more for your guy. All right. Let's take a quick pause, and I'll answer more of your questions here on this edition of the Weekly Friday Mailbag on Lockdown Panthers. Whether she prefers a statement piece or everyday subtle elegance, BlueNile.com has fine jewelry options for every mom. Shop high-quality classic diamond earrings, elegant tennis bracelets, or gemstone pendant necklaces. Looking for fine jewelry but having trouble choosing? Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7, available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every budget. Mark Mother's Day was something enduring. Classic diamond stud earrings, elegant tennis bracelets, birthstone pendants, and so much more on BlueNile.com. Celebrating that special woman in your life? On BlueNile.com, you can easily navigate thousands of fine jewelry options at every price point. This Mother's Day, give mom something she'll treasure forever with fine jewelry from BlueNile.com. And Locked On Sports listeners get $50 off of $500. This podcast exclusive is only good through Mother's Day, so use Locked On. That's code Locked On. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I guess it's shame on me for thinking just because the Panthers drafted the quarterback that the Cam questions would stop coming in. Uh, I, I mean, I am the guy who said it was never going to happen and had to sit there and apologize on Twitter for whatever reason, even though I was as happy as everybody that Cam was coming back. People were publicly uh, publicly flogging me, uh, being like, oh, in your fa- how dare you go against Panthers Twitter, see what we ha- made happen. It's like, guys, you tweeting about Cam Newton come back to town has nothing to do with the Panthers' decision of Cam coming back. It's great that he came back, but also 
it was terrible that he came back because we had to watch him be reduced to the backup of Sam Darnold. And now people still want him to come back and now be reduced to the backup of Sam Darnold and the mentor of Matt freaking Corral. And that's really not to me be meant disrespectful to Matt Corral, but come on, y'all. Like, you really want that dude to be backing up Matt Corral and Sam Darnold? Like, get out of here with that. Like, if PJ Walker wasn't on the roster, then I might be even, I might be open to it, but still, I'd still feel the same way. Back up to Sam Darnold, the mentor of Matt Corral. Want more for Cam. He did way too much for this city on the field and off the field to have to come back here and have to play that role in Carolina. Like, that's absurd to me. So please stop asking me about Cam and whether he's going to come back. If he comes back, I'm just going to, I'll stop, like, hey, great to have him back, but I'm going to shake my head and be like, come on, dude. Like, you say you want to come out for no 5 and 12, and like, but you're going to come back for this. Like, I know you love this place, but like, that'd be real servant leadership. He'd be, be a better man than me because there's just no way I could come back there and do that. And pride, pride is a thing. But, you know, Cam also said when he came back, quoting J. Cole, pride is the devil. So we'll see. All right, let's move on. Super Trebo. Uh, hey, Julian, how's it going? It's going okay, I guess. After this draft, do you think the Panthers might have a shot at a wild card now? Nine to ten wins if we have strong run game and O-line. Yeah, I mean, that seems to be the way that they want to build this thing. If McCaffrey's healthy and that O-line is great, they got a chance. But obviously, if you look at it, though, the last time McCaffrey was healthy and, I mean, the O-line was okay, it was good enough to get him all those yardages, the Panthers didn't have a quarterback. They went five, what, six and ten. Was that the, the record in 2019? Like, you don't have a quarterback, you don't have a chance. Now, you don't have to have a great quarterback in this NFC because we're looking at it right now. Go out west. I have no idea what to think about. I mean, Seattle, forget them. Still believe in Drew Locke for whatever reason. That's what they're, that's what they're selling to us. So maybe they, they do believe it, but they're actively lying to us and themselves. They really think Drew Locke's the answer. And if he is, then I'll apologize. Never. Um, Seattle, they're out. L.A. obviously is going to the playoffs. Arizona, no... Uh, no nuke for first six games. You know, Kyle, if I'm Arizona, I'm not paying Kyler Murray a dime because this dude thinks he's it. All right. If you're him, then you should have no problem without your top wide receiving option the first six weeks. Go carry the team. If you can't do it, there's your answer right there. But Arizona probably going to be right there on the fringe of the playoffs. San Francisco, no idea what to think about Trey Lance, but they got a good roster, so it'll be right there. Minnesota has Kirk Cousins still. Whatever you want to say about them, they'll have a chance. Green Bay is going to be in it. Uh, Chicago, no chance. Detroit, no chance. Giants, no chance. Uh, Washington, they'll be in it. Philly will be in it. Dallas will be in it. New Orleans will be in it. Atlanta, no chance. Like, yeah, they can they can get they can get in position. Now, ten wins, I don't see that happening. Like, I've, I've the schedule dates. The schedule's already out, but the schedule dates come out next Thursday, and I'll probably go – we'll go through it. I mean, we're not going to do, like, win-law. We're not going to do that exercise, but we'll, like, talk about, like, what stretches look like might be difficult because things change. You don't know who's going to be active that game and all that kind of stuff. So, I, I don't, I'm i not going to go 9-10 wins. I, I'm sitting here at 8-9, and, and we'll see what that gets you. And last year, that would get you right there in the playoffs. So, that's, how, that's where I'm going to sit at right now. All right, Percy. He says, okay, after celebrating having a real left tackle for most of the weekend, I've come back to reality of our situation. I'm officially going to say none of this is enough for a Matt rule to keep his job past Black Monday as surely as this is to ask. But do you believe that we will be back in a quarterback draft sweepstakes again next draft season with perceived much better quarterback class on deck? Yeah, if you look at these way too early mock drafts, um, they got the Panthers taking Anthony Richardson out of Florida. They got him taking like Will Levis out of 
uh, not Penn State. He's at Kentucky now, out of Kentucky, which is, I mean, what Levis, like last year of Liam Cohen, who was the OC there, who now was back with the Rams. Like he looked really good, but come on, dude. Like he wasn't even on the same level as Bryce Young or CJ Stroud to be talking about this dude going like second overall on one of them just because he's 6'5". That's the thing. It's like, I saw a photo uh, today of Washington Commanders rookie minicamp. You got Cole Kelly, who's like 6'7", UDFA, played at Arkansas, stunk. Then went to some lower school. And you look at him, and you look at Sam Howell, I'm like, damn, if Sam Howell was 6'7", he would have been like first overall pick. (laughs) But it's like, it's so funny. Like, they get so caught up in like traits and all that kind of things. Like, can you play the position? Can you execute the position? Can you do that? Like, sometimes they forget, like, it's not just, like, what they physically look like. Because that was the case, like, dudes like Ryan Mallett would have been in the Hall of Fame. But he was trash. No offense to Ryan and his family, but come on, man. I, look, I, I've said it before. Like, I'm going to wait. I'm waiting to see here on Corral. But if they stink in their position next year, and you're right there in position for a quarterback, and that quarterback is a top 10 talent, why would you not want him over Matt Corral if you can get a better player? And you got to have a backup. What's wrong if Matt Corral becomes a long-term backup? You need you got to have that eventually, especially the 17 games. Once you can go to 18, things happen. If you got a good backup, that's quality because Panthers don't have one right now. They had one for a while there when they had Derek Anderson, who had experience starting. I, it wouldn't like if they're bad, they're going to be in position to take a quarterback next year. And if you're telling me that C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, if Will Levis lives up to that hype, if Anthony Richardson, who's extremely raw, and I cannot believe that we're sitting here talking about him as a top 10 pick. Like, come on, y'all. Like, if you've seen him throw the football, no. But if those guys pan out this college season, it would not shock me. Because if they if they see those guys and they think, okay, no-brainer, do it. But also they have leverage to trade back if that's what we wanted to do. I don't know. All right, on to Kyle. Uh, he said, if Mackerel does work out, which position group needs the most upgrading next season? Uh, which position would you pick in the first round? Like, uh, well, I've already talked about this. Um, I think earlier, well, the, f- the first Friday show, uh, wide receiver. We'll see how it pans out this upcoming year. Great receivers come out every year. If Robbie has another season like he had last year, goodbye. I think it should be his last season regardless. Um, and then we'll see what Terrace Marshall does. He's got to show us something. Wide receiver might need an upgrade if DJ is the only dude out there consistently making plays. Linebacker, that would be one. Edge rusher, for sure. If they don't have something opposite of Brian Burns, that allows him to get to do his business on the other side without getting all the attention. I was probably If I'm looking at it right now, I'd probably think edge rusher, wide receiver, linebacker. And it might, you might even want to flip wide receiver and linebacker. That's how I look at it right now. All right. We got Carolyn next. All right, Carolyn. Hey, Julian. Hey, Carolyn. Because you haven't gotten enough QB questions, after brazenly stating I'd rather start Darnold and lose than bring on Deshaun Watts with the sheer number of disturbing accusations level against him, I'm now staring that very real possibility. <laughs> I'm now staring down that real possibility. Yeah. What do you think is a realistic expectation for Darnold this year? With the O-line uh, short up and CMC healthy, am I crazy to think that Darnold could be serviceable and look more like he did during a 3-0 start in 2021? Not expecting to play the Super Bowl here, but maybe a winning season as a treat. P.S. My last DM, my husband, oh, so last time she, t- she had talked to me, she said that her husband saw Luke Keekly eating dinner with Matt Rule a couple weeks ago. Doesn't mean anything I know, I know, but I can dream. 
She once asked me whether Luke Keekley might come back as a coach or back in a scouting role. So apparently her husband saw Matt Rule and Luke Keekley having dinner a couple weeks ago. It could mean nothing. It could mean something. But as far as your thoughts on uh, Mike, your question on Darnold, like, dude, I'm totally, I honestly, I'm, I'm happy about the situation. Like, had they not even gotten Matt Corral, I'd be totally fine with the situation. They brought in Darnold. He's a top three pick. He has all of the traits and all that kind of crap that everyone talks about and that they believe in. Okay, then coach him. If Ben McAdoo, who has nailed it in the past with his evaluation, especially that 2018 class, let him work with him. See what happens. If he plays well, then great. You can re-sign him. If he doesn't, if he stinks again, go get another quarterback and what's supposed to be a more quarterback-rich draft class next year. They can still do that. So for me, I'm rooting for Sam Darnold. <coughs> I'm hoping that the guy that we, for the most part, saw during that 3-0 start, and I would say really in the second half of that Texans game, let's go first half of the Jets game, first half against the Saints, second half against the Texans, and that first half against Dallas, I'd love for that to be put together. If he can be that guy, you can work with that. I I still think he's going to make mistakes. I just don't. He's just a guy who does not take care of the football. It's just that's going to be a problem for him. But if he can make enough big plays to offset that, then you can live with that. So I'm expecting him to be better. I'm expecting him to be the guy I thought he was going to be last year. Someone who's going to throw double-digit interceptions and make mind-numbing mistakes, but someone who would still have good enough throws and decent enough numbers to where you might think like, okay, Cool. We can bring him back for 2022 and see what, what happens there. And if it doesn't work out after that, we can just draft another quarterback in 2023. Like, I'm expecting a much better Sam Darnold. I don't ever think he's going to be what a top three pick should look like. It's at this point, you would have seen it. I don't think it's going to happen, but I expect him to be much better. Is he going to give the Panthers brass something to think about? We'll see. That's really up to him. But a better O-line, CMC back, that should help Darnold. Now, can he stop making stupid mistakes? Well, you know, you got to ask him that question. All right, let's take one more quick pause, and I'll answer the rest of your questions here on this Friday edition of the Weekly Mailbag. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball, the Stanley Cup playoffs, this weekend's run for the Roses as the Kentucky Derby is back at Churchill Downs in Louisville, Kentucky. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports waging information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yeah, so going back to that bet online read, uh, the Kentucky Derby, got to be a bucket listing for like every sports fan. I've never been. I've been to Churchill Downs uh, when I was living up in Nashville. Had a buddy who worked up at the uh, Louisville ticket office there for the university. 
And uh, they had game day in town. It was Lamar versus Clemson. I think it was Kelly Bryant was quarterback um, then at the time at Clemson before he uh, quit the team a year later once he got benched by Trevor Lawrence because his feelings were hurt. But that's why I don't even know why I'm rehashing that. But still, I wanted to see Lamar. And I was like, let me get to Louisville. So I had to go up there and I had to meet his brother, who was a Clemson uh, alum or whatever. I had to meet him at Churchill Downs. So I got to go in there, got to bet on some ponies, got a mint julep. So I was like, hey, hell, do I even need to come back here? I've already experienced what Churchill Downs is. Not really. That was a Saturday in the fall. There's like no one at the track, except for like a bunch of Clemson people. It was, I kind of felt dirty in a way. Um, but still, it was, it was cool. But I, I got to get back there when it's actually full, um, even though I've heard the Derby is a complete bleep show. So we'll see uh, how that's going to play out one day. Let's finish up this mailbag, though. Uh, Kurt. One of the loyal listeners here on the pod. I uh, want to rehash something you brought up a couple weeks ago. <laughs> Why? <laughs> you said the Panthers will never move from Carolina. I completely agree. And anyone who thinks opposite, uh, and I'm willing to say this, is an idiot. Um, and if I offended you, I don't apologize. However, after the Rock Hill fiasco, could you see a rebranding where they finally just become the Charlotte Panthers instead of the Carolina Panthers, and they put to bed the two states, one team mantra? No, they're never going to do that. They're the Carolina Panthers. I don't have a problem with being Carolina Panthers. Um, it, it, it's it's not. It's just a name, dude. Like, did the New England Patriots need to be the Boston Patriots? Like, everyone knows that the reason they're there is because of the city of Boston. They're not there because of Providence, Rhode Island. They're not there because of Manchester, New Hampshire, or Concord, New Hampshire. They're not there because of Portland, Maine. They're not there because of Stowe, Vermont, or Burlington, Vermont. They're there because of Boston. The Carolina Panthers are here, not because of Charleston, not because of Greensboro, not because of Raleigh, not because of Greenville, South or North Carolina. They're here because of Charlotte. And they're here in large part because of in 1988 when George Shin, the disgraced man George Shin, who stole my childhood when he moved the team to New Orleans because George Shin brought the NBA to Charlotte, to Charlotte Hornets. And the city embraced it. And because they had that success and there was a rich guy who was local, the NFL gave a team to the Carolinas but primarily Charlotte. Yeah, they started off in Clemson, built the stadium in Charlotte, and because of the city of Charlotte and the massive growth that they've had, that's why they'll always remain in Charlotte. So now they need to be called the Charlotte Panthers. People in Raleigh love this team. People all across South Carolina love this team. They're the Carolina Panthers, and it's a smart marketing ploy to say two states, one team, because truly, it is. There's people who feel just as strongly about this team who live in Monk's Corner, South Carolina, than that live in Salisbury, North Carolina. Or in Rocky Mount, it, it or Sumter, like it's. It, I don't. I don't think they need to change the name at all. And they're always gonna have a presence in South Carolina. Like they're gonna. I think they're gonna figure out the training. They're gonna figure out the Rock Hill facility. They'll figure that out. He owns the land. They're not gonna, just gonna leave that structure there. They'll figure it out. And training camp's gonna still be there in Wofford. It's as much South Carolina's team as it is North Carolina's team. It's as much Charlotte's team as it is in the other city. I mean, it's probably more Charlotte's team anywhere else because of where it is, but whatever. It does not really matter. Like, you know, I'm a Charlotte, I'm a Charlotte native, so, like, I could be stuck up about this and be like, whatever, it's, it's a Charlotte. It's, it's the Carolina Panthers. Like, what good does it do me, especially hosting a Panthers podcast here and be like, it's the Charlotte Panthers. Like, that doesn't do me any good. But I honestly, my heart believe, like, this is everyone's team in the Carolinas. In the same way, the Patriots are everyone's team in New England. There might be a central city and maybe one of the re big reasons why it's there, but still, it's the team, it's the team for North and South Carolina to support. So, no, I don't think that's ever going to happen, and I think that would be a terrible decision by David Tepper to do that, and I don't understand why monetarily he would do that to alienate 
another state and even the rest of the state because there's the weird relationship that raleigh has with charlotte like i don't know man kyle been listening to the podcast every day for over a year now love the show thank you keep up the good work thank you you mentioned this week about matt Crow being drafted in the third round how starting quarterback shoes are picked up in the first don't you think it was kind of a steal getting a projected first round in the third i feel like he'll sit this year and we'll start next year similar to mahomes okay well mahomes the the Chiefs traded up for Patrick Mahomes. Um, they could sit him out all year because they had Alex Smith and a playoff roster. And again, he was drafted in the first round. Matt Crowell was not, it does not matter what his projection was. He was a third round pick. Third round pick over the last 10 years. As I brought up the stat the other day, two of them have become starters. Nick Foles with that big Nick energy who dueled Tom Brady and won a Super Bowl MVP and Russell Wilson. Those two are not the same. Foles, great career. Seriously. He's great career. But Russell, not the same guy. Russ going to go in the Hall of Fame with me in Canton. Especially if he, gets to, if he can do some more good things in Denver. I just, I'm sitting here, and I'm not necessarily like trying to manifest this, but I'm sitting here, and I'm not, I'm not going to be surprised if they stink in their position for a quarterback, they get a guy who's actually a first-round talent next year. Because if Matt Corral, if any of these quarterbacks, other than Kenny Pickett, like, the thing is, like, none of these guys, like, last year, these guys go behind all the quarterbacks from last season. They go behind Fields. They go behind Jones. Obviously, they go behind Lance. They go behind Zach Wilson. They go behind Lawrence. And you could do that exercise with all these other drafts. But either way, like, even in this draft class, when typically in the NFL teams are desperate for quarterbacks, they said we're good on these guys in the first and in the second round. Like he's not, I don't care what the, what the mock draft projection, it doesn't matter. What matters is the reality and the reality situation is he's a third round pick in third round picks. Don't typically become starting quarterbacks or even franchise quarterbacks. So to expect that Matt Corral is going to turn into that, would I, in my opinion, be a tad bit foolish? Not saying that that's what you're saying, Kyle, or anyone else there listening. Is he a steal? I don't know. You probably could have got him there in the fourth round. Because who else was going out to get Matt Corral? I don't think anybody. So, no, I don't really feel like he's a steal. Maybe he'll get a chance to be the starter in 2023. I don't know, but let's not be like, this isn't, this ain't the same situation. The Panthers had, they stuck with Teddy Bridgewater and then drafted Justin Fields last year and then let Justin Fields sit for a year and then started Justin Fields this upcoming season. That would be like what Kansas city did, except they wouldn't have a playoff roster, but they would have had a capable starting quarterback. That's that would have been way more similar than to what's happening now, where they have a third round pick come along slowly. And they've already talked about how the expectations should be different. They're kind of tipping their, their hand on what they really believe Matt Corral might be. He might have a chance, but they're not going to sit there and be like, he's our future. We're going we're gonna to develop him. Maybe he's the future. I'm not going to flat out say like he's the future. Like they would have had to do if they would have drafted him, say, in the first round. Which they didn't think he was worth the first round pick. All right, Mark. He's got two. Um, and this a lot of Corral questions. Not surprised. With a Wonderlick score of 15, should the Panthers be concerned about Matt Corral's ability to learn the playbook? Uh, no. Uh, he got through college at Ole Miss. He learned a playbook there. 
And I'm glad that we've evolved as a society past caring what the Wonderlick scores uh, matter. I think the guy who had the highest Wonderlick score of all time is uh, the Harvard graduate. I'm sorry, Harvard graduate, Ryan Fitzpatrick. How great has he really been in the NFL? He's had his moments, but he's not like a, he's not going to start for you and, and you're not going to win anything. Like he's never been a starting quarterback for a playoff team. So I'm not worried about that at all. Like we, let's, let's not be dinosaurs here. No offense, Mark, but the, the Wonderlick scores are, they don't matter. I think the, the two, there's like two positions. It was like tight end and like some other position where it actually like correlates quarterback ain't one of them. And I think it's, just like who cares it's a stupid test i don't even know why we even do it like of a lot of the things leading up to the draft like that's one of the asinine things i hate about the draft like the wonderlick whatever um i remember i was in college one time i was taking some class and they like randomly gave us this like test and those are wonderlick and i was just i i didn't even like i wasn't even i was like this is stupid like why are we doing this i didn't even bother like answering half the questions so i got a terrible wonderlick score it's like am i stupid no i just wasn't wasting my time with a dumbass test which is what wonderlick is so all right moving on uh he had another question should the panthers still try to sign a pass catching tight end and a middle linebacker seems like waiting out harris's legal issues or rolling okay not harris uh wilson they're gonna have to wait it out it's ongoing legal matter that's what they're gonna do and you can always wait till roster cutdowns and see what guy gets uh released that's remember this is a team that's been pretty active on that front the last two years so that will be a time for them to try and add as far as pass catching tight ends i feel i feel like they're, they feel good they re-signed ian thomas they got tommy trimble they probably feel good with those two guys along with colin thompson um and uh stephen sullivan so again cut downs that might be an opportunity but right now they're going to roll with those dudes and we'll see how it works out final question come from panthers x 88 again let's uh, moving forward let's just tell me what your name is and i can read that um all right and no offense by the way i'm not, not trying to like mean to you guys uh do you see the panthers bring in any more free agents outside of quarterback still weak at the end and tight end in my eyes great job the show uh thank you uh i don't i don't think i think they're probably done like the clowny thing's been uh, has been big all week i think it's because like someone asked albert breer in the monday morning quarterback you know when the browns gonna sign him when the panthers gonna sign him and he had said like you know if some of the panthers were interested then he thinks that that's where clowny would go you know, Jadavion Clowney has had, like, he's had, a, it's been a weird career. Like, he was good last year. He was a pro bowler in Houston, but he goes to Seattle, doesn't do anything, goes to Tennessee, he's injured the entire time. I just don't really know, like, what to think of him. Like, he clearly never lived up to number one billing. Like, you look at, he was there last year with another guy who's number one pick, and Miles Garrett. He has never been Miles Garrett, and he's not going to be Miles Garrett. He still had a good enough career. He still made enough money. Like, he's good. Like he's never going to want for anything as long as he takes care of his finances. But uh, yeah, like you, I I don't know if they're going to sign anybody at this point. Like they, they feel pretty done. And later on like this, like they, maybe, maybe they look at Clowney and they have the cap space, but again, 9 million to the signing the draft class. So that's 21 million left over about 10. They want to use in seasons. They only got 10 million. Are you really going to use all that 10 million on Jadeveon Clowney? You could, but right now, I just I think they're probably they're probably solid on everyone they want to bring in. So we'll see how it plays out. But that's kind of where I'm at right now. All right. Well, that's it. That's going to wrap it up here for this edition of this. What is the podcast called? Locked on Panthers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hosted by again, your truly Julian Council. Again, guys, make sure to watch the show and subscribe to the show on YouTube. Uh, check us out on all the podcasting platforms out there: Apple Podcasts, Spotify. 
Odyssey, et cetera. You know what they are. And follow me on Twitter at Julian Council. So next week, you, and I mean you, can participate in the weekly Friday Bellbag at me, uh, DM me, or send in a comment on YouTube. And let you let me know what your real name is. I want to know your real name is. I don't want to know what your, uh, your, your handle is. Come on, let me know what your real name is moving forward here on the show. But in the meantime, enjoy your weekend. I uh, Again, I'm trying to make up for the shows that I missed. So I put out two on a Friday. Probably going to wake up tomorrow and put one out on a special Saturday show. So you guys got five for the week. And then, you know, Monday you'll have an episode right there. So we'll get back on schedule starting uh, next week. But I'll get, I think I'll get you one out again Saturday. So you got that for whatever you do. Your Saturday morning, for, uh, your Saturday morning farmer's market. Sunday morning on the way to church or back from church or whatever you, whatever you do on Sundays uh, this time of the year. Mother's Day on the on the way to Mother's Day brunch, <laughs> Mom can listen to Locked On Panthers. So we'll see uh, what I'll do. So either way, stay safe, um, keep pounding, and I'll talk to you guys. I guess tomorrow on Saturday. Uh, I don't know. Whatever. Goodbye. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.